In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. I'm back in London. It's the Jack and Paul show. Jack, how are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. A little bit sunburnt, um, but uh, I'm good. Mate, how are you sunburnt? Well, I'm ginger. The sun came out. Um, there's a bit of cloud cover, but there's not enough for me. Mate, it's not soccer season, so what were you doing? Uh, I was just out with some mates in Essex, so um, in- enjoying myself by the seaside and then I uh, got burnt. I weren't even on Excellent. a beach well, just, Oh, okay. Well, I'm just packing for Detroit, uh, going out there for work this week, and got a Browns meet-up on Tuesday night in Detroit, which I'm quite looking forward to it. And I've got a surprise guest. Ooh. Well, it's the um, Rally Possums coming to Detroit. Well, he's in Detroit at the same time, so he's going to come along. And then, and then Saturday's the big one. It's the uh, meet at midday at the stadium. And we try and do a five pub crawl Jaeger bomb challenge to the Indians game and then watch a game of uh, uh, baseball. And anyone who wants uh, one of the 40 rare uh, Klee clothing uh, T-shirts made for the Paul Brown podcast, there is, I think, 17 left. So donate 25 bucks and then uh, that T-shirt could be yours. No, no. What's it for, Paul? Let everyone know what charity is supporting. Yeah, sure. It's for uh, Matthew Dixon's uh, bone cancer uh, charity. None of the money goes to me or for the T-shirts. Cleve Closing uh, have donated the T-shirts for free, and I want every single penny to go to Matthew. So, um, And and that's the idea of it, really. No, fantastic. And I've got you out there on a a little mission, too. There's a rumour, and I've seen them. The Baker Mayfield colour rushes are back. And you want a large, yeah? Yeah, I need a large. Get my big belly in. All right, cool. Do some little research for me. Tell me when the shop's open on Friday and I'll try and swing by on Friday evening or early, late afternoon and try and pick it up for you then. I'll do some work. If I buy it, am I allowed to wear it for the day? Of course you can. Okay, that's not a bad little deal. Oh, yeah. Right. I wouldn't expect you to carry it around in your hand. That'd be, that'd be mad. Stick it on, buddy. Stick it on. Right, here's a real controversial thing. Can we stop people wearing uh, Chinese NFL fake colour rush to the stadium? No. If, it's no. the team's fault. If the team printed more, then people would get a hold of them. But um, yeah, that's on you, Browns. Print more colour rush. Excellent. Well, today we're going to do all, of, all about uh, cornerbacks. Uh, Jack, do you want to start? Yeah, I'll go through the names. There's loads of them, so bear with me. And as always, probably going to get some names wrong here. So uh, this is going off the Cleveland Browns website. Players listed at cornerback. Got Justin Burris, got TJ Carey, Javonte Dean, Philip Gaines, Robert Jackson, Donnie Lewis Jr., Terrence Mitchell, Lindsey Pipkins, Jermaine Ponder, Traverius Thomas, Denzel Ward, and then his list down there at the bottom is Greedy Williams because he's unsigned at the moment. 
Yeah, it looks like um, it's going to be real tough to get six. Are we going to go with six cornerbacks this year, do you reckon, Jack? Yeah, you, you would expect six, um, and that's sort of the standard number looking at NFL rosters. I would always be in favour of seven, um, but that, that sort of seventh cornerback or fifth safety, it could be one of either. So personally, yeah, I'd, I'd add another one and I'd drop the linebacker room to five. But most of the NFL, they're keeping six linebackers, six cornerbacks and four safeties. Will Whitehead fit into this conversation because he's kind of a slot nickel safety kind of guy? Yeah, Whitehead's been an interesting one. He's had snaps at free safety um, opposite Burnett. He's had snaps at strong safety opposite Randall. And he's also had snaps at slot cornerback with Carrie out on the boundary. So um, he, I don't think he'll feature in sort of the main ones. I think they're more looking at him as a safety. But I think there's a really strong argument that he's either the sixth cornerback or he's your seventh cornerback slash fifth safety is sort of the roster spot. He'll be higher than that on the depth chart, but you might get that sort of all-round position that fills in a bit of everything. So uh, when I don't think touching him too much today. I think it's probably more under the um, safety discussion because I think that's probably where he slots in most. But uh, he's certainly a player that I wouldn't be surprised if he starts popping up and playing some slot cornerback, nickel cornerback, whatever you want to call it. Um, snaps yeah my first question for you would be jack is if everyone's healthy we hope they are who do you see the starting cornerbacks being so one this is yeah week one um starting cornerbacks just starting on the outside before we get into the middle i'm going to be bold and say denzel ward and greedy williams i think there's a chance that terence mitchell maybe week one is still ahead of greedy williams but uh, if Greedy Williams develops how we'd hope, then I think there's definitely potential for Warden Williams to be the starters on the outside. Excellent. And um, what about uh, Carey? For me, Carey's starting in the slot. I think that's where you're most likely to see him. Um, no, and I think he, he does a good enough job. Um, he did a really good job when he popped outside against Julio Jones. Um, earlier last season. So uh, I, I think he, he's, he's done a solid enough job last year. He's not outstanding, but it is what he is. He's, he's on a contract, so may as well use him. We discussed this uh, pre-show. Carrie, you believe it's Carrie's last season this year? Yeah, so Carrie is on the hook for $8.9 million this year, and that's basically all guaranteed. Um, and then after this season, he's on just over 8 million um, and then just over 8.5 million the year after. I think he's getting cut after this season. I'd be shocked if he makes the 2020 roster. Um, it'd be 1.8 million of dead cap, which is you'd rather not be paying that much dead cap to someone, but I'm pretty confident that this is TJ Carey's last season with the Browns. Um, I think he'll do a good job, but um, he's not going to come back on that number. He's not an 8 million and dollar player. If he came back and super shined every game, could we pay eight million for him? You could. Um, there's no reason why you couldn't. If someone plays at a phenomenal level, if if he's in the conversation for sort of top three, top five slot corners in the NFL, you can have that discussion. But then at the same time, if 
any of those sort of players we've picked up start performing well, then you're going to go to one of them instead. Because if you can get 90% production from a player who's on, say, a million, um, you're taking that over 100% of the production of someone that's on over 8 million. So you've got to make those small little cuts everywhere. And um, it's a position that, Slot corner is important because the more good cornerbacks you have, the better. But you're you're not going to pay up for a cornerback um, when if you can get a replacement that's just as good. Just a quick one, mate. Uh, Mitchell, um, what would he call up uh, cost us next year? Um, and Mitchell's here um, for a little while longer. Let me just pull up his numbers. He signed a three-year deal off the top of my head. So last year he cost us two point six. He costs 3.5 this year and 3.7 next year. So um, he's here for another two years. Um, and then he'll go get paid probably really, really well um, after that. Um, so he, he's here for two more years and then he's gone um, because probably in those two years' time, we won't be able to pay what he'll probably be demanding. Um, he, he's going to go and get paid after he's been with the Browns and he, he done a really good job last year. Well, it wasn't amazing, but it, it was an improvement on cornerback play and um he's just gonna be a solid solid player all right great now looking um into the the, the second team and the backups who do you see uh, the backups being so i would say the backup to warden williams is mitchell so that's sort of set so he's your sort of um third outside corner um and then the guy i'd go with next is philip gaines he did a really, really good job last year. Um, PFF really liked him. Um, I ranted on him after one game, after a few snaps. But outside of that, he, he did a good job. So I think he sort of sat there as your sort of fifth corner. And then there's an all-out war for your uh, sixth corner. Yeah, there's a guy that the Cleveland Browns did a nice piece on, um, Mr. Dean. He was... If, I'm, if I say this correct, he was p- potentially picked up by Alabama and then moved to Miami. And I think he's played a 20-odd games over the last two seasons. Um, and yeah, even Freddie Kitchens was talking uh, about him in his, his press conference. He's a six-foot-two um, yeah, corner. And there's a good chance that it sounds like he may make the uh, roster as an outsider. So uh, yeah, he's getting a lot of media attention at the moment. So it'll be quite interesting what actually happens to him. So, Javant Dean, once again from Miami. And, uh, yeah, a lot of uh, interest with this guy. Yeah, no, it's it's really exciting time. And I, I haven't heard that much about him, but um, it, it obviously shows that there, there is some excitement around him. I'd say the other name most likely to compete for that sort of sixth cornerback slot would be Donnie Lewis Jr., who was our last pick in the draft. Um, so I think they're the two rookies that you're looking at um, battling it out. Javante Dean, Donnie Lewis Jr. I would say the names of Justin Burris, um, Robert Jackson, um, Lindsey Pipkins, Jermaine Ponder, even Tamarius Thomas, I think they're probably not going to make the roster. Um, one of those guys will end up on the practice squad um, most likely. But um, I would say, yeah, the battle you're probably looking at is Dean versus Lewis Jr. Yeah, mate, um, 
Donnie Lewis Jr.'s got some really, um, had some real lot of uh, fans in the draft. So um, even though he was a seventh round pick, a lot of people thought he may go a lot earlier and he was quite talented. So I'd be surprised if he doesn't make the roster, but let's see. Yeah, it's one of them where cornerback is such a hard position to evaluate. Um, if you look at undrafted players that go on to the most success, the two positions you're most likely to see that from is running back and cornerback. Um, because running back, there's so much depth for talent and cornerback is famously probably the most hardest position to evaluate. Um, so I, I wouldn't surprise me if sort of Dean beats out Lewis Jr. I think they've both got a fair crack um, and we'll see what happens. And then potentially you've got Whitehead in that mix um, who could be on the cornerback depth chart as well as the uh, other one. So maybe Whitehead sort of comes in as your backup sort of strong safety backup slot corner um, and then pops in at a couple of places. So, uh, no, it's an exciting time. And there's that sort of solid level of talent, which is good to see because Ward Williams, Mitchell Gaines, and then carry in the slot. That's five guys I'm happy with. And then if you just want a couple of youngsters around there, so uh, sort of Dean and Lewis Jr., your ideal names, get in two rookies, let them battle it out, keep one. If they're both good, keep two. And then you're in a nice position of whichever one develops best. They're going up the depth chart. So, um, no, it's, it's a good position to be in when you're looking at Brown's cornerbacks. It's the most important position on defense. Whatever anyone tells you, even Bill Belichick's come out and said, obviously you need both, but coverage is much more important than pass rush, especially with quarterbacks getting the ball out of their hands so quickly. Yeah, I just thought I'd do a little bit of research on Simone Thomas, our sixth-round pick from last year. And he's ended up at the uh, Seattle um, Seahawks, but like a, a, a practice uh, squad player. But um, he, got a, um, he got a rookie contract worth two and a half million last year as a sixth-round pick. Yeah. Any, any idea how much you'd actually get out of that? Or, um... Um, what did we pay him to cut him? I will be able to look that up. Yeah. It's interesting that someone that was a six-round talent last year got cut from Dorsey, of course. And I'd be interested to see what happens with uh, this Donnie Lewis, if he sits in that um, category of, we tried him, didn't work out, okay, n- no loss. So it's, it's not a surprise. Um, John Dorsey cut a third-round pick before before the start of the season. He's cut a fifth-round pick before. He'll regularly cut players. So if he makes a bad draft pick, he's not afraid just to go, yeah, I made, I screwed this up. I'm over it. He's gone. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if he moves on really quick um, from players. And just because you're drafted doesn't mean you're going to make that roster, which is good to see because there's so many sort of coaches that make a bad pick, uh, sorry, GMs that make a bad pick and feel like they've got to keep a player around for two years. Um, I don't know why they left Chad Thomas so long, but the, Chad Thomas is uh, under pressure. Um, but none of, the, none of these picks, um, just because they've been made, are definitely going to make the roster. If someone gets in there and does a really bad job through camp and sort of um, later on in the preseason, then they could walk. And as we saw last year with injuries, today it looks like we've got a real big uh, cornerback uh, roster. Then suddenly, two injuries, and you're back to bare bones. So uh, we've got to keep an eye on that at all times. 
Yeah, and just to look at Simeon Thomas, he earned 160000 from the Browns. So a very small amount of money, but um, hey, good luck to the guy. Yeah, excellent. All right, um, anything else you want to talk around the quarterback room? Uh, it's not too much. Um, just in terms of special teams, I'll only touch on Whitehead because I know he played a lot of special teams for us. But um, that's one position. It's one thing that it's hard to know as fans this early on. But um, that is sort of the most important thing. If you're looking at sort of the four, fifth, sixth cornerbacks, uh, uh, sorry, the fifth, sixth, and potentially seventh cornerbacks on the roster, all your special teams play is what makes the impact on are you going to be on the roster or not. So um, it's one of them things to keep an eye on and listen to when you've got a coach talking about who's really good on special teams. Listen out for that because with those sort of fringe players, that's your difference maker. But just some names um, across the whole roster. So I've gone on to um, over the cap and they've done players who have contributed at least 50% on special teams for one of the past four seasons. Here are the names for the Browns. Got Demetrius Harris, Orson Charles, Eric Murray, Justin Burris, Joe Schobert, Adrian, Darius Taylor. So, there's some names to keep an eye on. I think probably your main special teams people are going to be your Demetrius Harris, your potentially Eric Murray, depending on what they do with him or even if he stays. Um, and then Darius Taylor is going to be in that mix as well. One thing I noticed you uh, talking about on uh, online, I haven't really been uh, uh, seeing a lot online because I've also been at a wedding this weekend, but was Brown's defense may only need two starting linebacks. Did you have any, uh, anything major you want to say on that at all? Um, obviously, uh, if you go back about a month, um, and it's worth listening to if you didn't listen to it at the time, I had a really deep chat with uh, Brendan Leister. We went really deep into this and why we'd prefer to see extra cornerbacks and safeties. But um, no, Wilkes was the number one in the NFL last season for using um, two linebackers um, and using the nickel. The most, um, I think it was when there's two wide receivers and one tight end on the field. Um, but we're going to see a lot more of it. Um, the NFL and um, Dorsey and Kitchen spoke about this. I think it was on sort of the third day or just the day after the draft about how there's an increase in for sub packages and things like that. And um, yeah, don't if you're looking at we need three linebackers out there, then that's not the modern NFL. So the modern base defense in the NFL now is four line, uh, four on the defensive line, two linebackers, five DBs. And um, I would go further and sort of go four, one, six. But you, you're going to see more and more a, a greater increase in the amount of defensive backs on the field. They do some fantastic work. Um, and it's not just stopping the pass. It's also stopping the run. Uh, if you go back to the Chargers versus the Ravens when they completely shut down um, Lamar Jackson and everything, I, I think at times they didn't even have a linebacker on the field. They went seven DBs and they just ran them ragged. So um, it's certainly something you can do. Um, it's just about getting multi-talented players. And uh, it's good to see the Browns putting value in uh, DBs because they are the most important position on the defense. Excellent. All right, Jack. Well, look, Thanks, as always, mate, for your time. We've got um, some great shows coming up this week. We've got Mr. Schofield coming up, talking about quarterbacks. Yeah, I love, love Mark Schofield. Gutted I weren't able to get on that show, but uh, he is an absolute legend.
Yep. Uh, I've got some potential ex-Brown player coming on this week. And Ooh. I'm hoping to... Yep. Um, uh, that, that deserves an all. And I'm hoping to... Um, uh, what have I got hoping? Uh, do a podcast with some of the Detroit guys as well. And the last thing I want to finish up with, thanks a lot for everyone. We got into the sports charts number four um, for the the most best or top rated podcast. So, guys, thank you very much for your support on that. Yeah, that was iTunes um, listings in the UK. We were um, 92nd for all podcasts. And then just within sport, we went up to number four. And that's just a massive thank you to everyone, not just those in the UK, but everywhere. Thank you for your support. Thank you for all our guests for coming on. It's you guys that have made this possible. And um, no, thank you so much. It was absolutely mad. I thought Paul had photoshopped it and was taking the piss when he sent it to me. But um, no, I went and checked it myself and uh, it was absolutely incredible. So no, thank you so much. Come on, Jack, mate. You know I'm rubbish on Photoshop. Yeah, but you've got friends that could... uh, do one just as a funny so uh I, I thought it was a joke at first i'm not gonna lie no awesome yeah guys please keep liking subscribing telling your friends and give us feedback if we don't like someone on the show we can at least listen to the feedback and try and make some changes yeah no we're, we're always up uh show ideas guests you want to get on things like that just jump into paul's dms and um no Tell us what you want, guys, because uh, it's your show as much as ours. But no, thank you for your incredible support. And yeah, finally, I start my travels. So Detroit, Cleveland, Italy, Hamburg, back to Detroit, Portugal. And then I'm going to uh, die, I think, because uh, I'm just going just to die in my bed for a week. But yeah, uh, in, in my head, I was thinking maybe a week ago, like, it's tough doing it every single day and maybe off season I'd stop doing it or cutting back a little bit and then I thought sod it. I'm just going to keep going. Uh, the uh, numbers are still very strong on listeners. We're still going in the right direction. So yeah, I decided to up my game and you will still carry on to see a show a day until uh, end of the year. That's going to be my promise. Whoop, whoop. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, guys. Have an awesome time. Welcome to the Danger Zone.